Welcome to this episode of Sound Bites, a podcast series produced by the National Psoriasis Foundation, the nation's leading organization for individuals living with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. In each episode, someone who lives with psoriatic disease, a loved one, or an expert will share insights with you on living well. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. My name is Corinne Pettit, and I'm here today with renowned cardiologist Dr. Nahal Mehta, who is the chief of the section of inflammation and cardiometabolic diseases, cardiovascular and pulmonary branch at the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute of the National Institutes of Health. Dr. Mehta's research has helped shift the model of psoriasis as a skin disease to a disease in the whole body. Through clinical research, he has brought attention to the increased association between psoriasis and cardiovascular disease. We're here today to discuss cardiovascular disease in reference to the AAD MPF guidelines of care for the management and treatment of psoriasis with association and attention to comorbidities, which was published in April of 2019. Well, welcome, Dr. Mehta. It's really nice to have you back. So although the recent AAD MPF treatment guidelines relating to comorbidities discuss a number of comorbidities associated with psoriatic disease, cardiovascular disease is significantly addressed. Why the association and what common mediators or biomarkers are involved in the development of cardiovascular disease and psoriatic disease? Thanks for having me back. It's really nice to be able to speak about a topic that we've been studying for over a decade now. And one of the first things I will say is that psoriasis is a chronic systemic inflammatory skin disease. And so we've long known in cardiology that the earliest steps in blood vessel disease or atherosclerosis involve inflammatory insults and inflammatory proteins. So the link between psoriasis skin disease and psoriasis joint disease with cardiovascular disease likely occurs because of overactive immune cells leading to the secretion of inflammatory proteins. And these proteins interact with the blood vessel wall, also called the endothelium, and then drive the barrier to get disrupted. And that starts the early features of atherosclerosis. Common features in the skin include the keratinocyte being the skin cell also having injury and barrier disruption in psoriasis. So there's a biological hypothesis of what is going on in the skin may very well be going on in the blood vessels. The guidelines mention the inclusion of psoriasis as a risk-enhancing factor for atherosclerosis cardiovascular disease in the American Heart Association and the American College of Cardiology guideline on the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease. This seems like a significant recognition of the impact of psoriasis. What's the evidence behind the inclusion? This was a huge step forward for the field of those caring for patients with psoriasis. In December of 2018, the American Heart Association and the American Cardiology released a guideline on how to prevent the development of cardiovascular disease. And they gave a list of risk-enhancing conditions. And on that list were inflammatory conditions, including psoriasis. So the impact is very far-reaching. And it is important that people understand that this means that if you have psoriasis, that your doctor may offer you the early initiation of statin therapy or therapy that will reduce LDL cholesterol or the bad cholesterol in the body. And the evidence behind this conclusion really 
came from years of observational literature going back to the early 2000s that demonstrated that psoriasis, in fact, is a risk factor for development of heart attack, stroke, cardiovascular death. And since then, even the psoriasis severity on the skin has been associated with early death or mortality. So I think that the guidelines recognizing this as warranting early statin initiation demonstrates that there is belief in the field that psoriasis is in fact a strong risk factor for developing atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. So you mentioned in an interview last year that classically a heart attack is caused by one of five risk factors, which are diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, family history, or smoking. You now have evidence that a sixth factor, inflammation, should be added. Can you talk about what evidence brought you to this conclusion, especially in regards to the development of plaque in the arteries? You know, it's still a hypothesis. I wish I could say it was a truth as a sixth risk factor, but what uh, moved my dial forward was the results of a, a study called the Cantos study, which was published in 2017 that demonstrated if you have had a heart attack, this is not in psoriasis, if you've had a heart attack, that you can be treated with a anti-interleukin-1 uh, antibody or a biologic therapy, and you can reduce the second heart attack by 15%. This was a study of over 15,000 individuals randomized to placebo versus the actual active drug. And that study demonstrated that inflammation and reducing it may in fact impart cardiovascular event risk reduction. Now, taking that to psoriasis, I believe that we have enough evidence that the state of one's psoriasis, how severe it is, in fact may impact vascular health risk, and that is through inflammation. And so the first line of evidence that inflammation in psoriasis leads to heart artery disease was found using coronary CT, or a imaging marker that you can um, look at the coronary arteries and look at atherosclerotic plaque. And what we found was that the amount of inflammation in one's skin by their PASI score, along with inflammatory biomarkers in the blood, directly related to not only the plaque in the arteries, but plaque developing over time. So I believe that in addition to those five risk factors, inflammation drives the development of these early plaques that then go on to rupture and lead to heart attack. I don't have evidence of that last link yet because cardiovascular event trials in psoriasis have not yet been completed. We have done imaging studies that use various technologies to look at vascular inflammation, coronary inflammation, coronary plaque, and coronary heart disease, but we have not yet done an events trial. But I feel as though inflammation is, in fact, a sixth risk factor, especially when other risk factors are present. And what are some of the other risk-enhancing factors for cardiovascular risk? Yes, there are. And diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, family history, or smoking remain those cardinal five. But one important risk factor in psoriatic development of heart disease, as well as metabolic disease, is obesity. And there have been studies that show that the more skin disease one has, the more obese they are, and vice versa, the more obese one is, the more severe their skin disease is. So obesity is one of the leading factors that develop coronary plaque in our ongoing cohort study. And so in that study, we also demonstrated the importance of 
good cholesterol levels and good cholesterol function. That is called HDL. Things that modify HDL and that increase it, things such as exercise, things such as avocados, almonds, things such as salmon. So those HDL markers actually reduce atherosclerotic plaque. So we think that having low HDL is a risk enhancing factor. Finally, there are emerging risk factors beyond obesity and HDL cholesterol, and those also cluster in the metabolic arena. And some of those include insulin resistance, as well as increased visceral adiposity. And that is tissue that is in the central part of the body, not the arms and the legs, but more in the trunk. And that central adiposity has been shown to drive insulin resistance and development of diabetes. Once somebody with psoriasis has diabetes, their risk for heart disease is multiplicatively higher. So I noticed that elevated C-reactive protein was also listed as a potential factor. Can you please explain what C-reactive protein or CRP is and how that relates to inflammation in the heart? C-reactive protein is a protein that is made by the liver in response to inflammation. Back when it was discovered in the late 1800s, it was used to detect infection in the body. When infection would occur, let's say in the bone like osteomyelitis, there would be a lot of inflammatory proteins that would then be sensed by the liver and the liver would make CRP and then somebody discovered it as a biomarker for general infection. Then in the late 80s, Paul Ritker and his group from Boston made a high sensitivity assay that then made it even possible to detect low levels of CRP in the blood. This high sensitivity C-reactive protein or HSCRP has been shown to be a marker of incident, meaning developing cardiovascular events and cardiovascular risk in the healthy general population. In psoriasis, C-reactive protein levels are elevated, both high sensitivity and the regular one, and that is likely driven by inflammation in the skin. Finally, this elevated C-reactive protein has been related to not only inflammation in the heart, but inflammation in the blood vessels, as well as having your first heart attack and stroke. And this relates to the fact that the inflammatory proteins that are driving the liver to make CRP are doing so along an axis that contains cytokines, including interleukin-1-beta, interleukin-6, and TNF-alpha. These three cytokines have been implicated as critical mediators in the development of early atherosclerosis. So CRP is detecting some inflammation in the body, and the source of it is different in every person. In some people, it could be gum disease or skin disease. In some people, it could be joint disease. In those, it could be in an ongoing infection that hasn't been detected. But the relationship between HSCRP and vascular disease um, has been proven in large cohort studies, as well as in randomized interventional trials. So you mentioned joint disease. In your opinion, should psoriatic arthritis also be included as a risk-enhancing factor for cardiovascular disease? I think it should. I think the data are coming so that the support is there in the same way. But large epidemiological studies have shown that PSA or psoriatic arthritis itself is, in fact, a potent risk factor for the development of diabetes and heart disease. Furthermore, in our ongoing cohort study at the NIH of over 400 individuals followed for four years, we have noticed that about a third of our patients or about 100 of them have psoriatic arthritis. And in that patient population, there is more activated immune cells. 
there is more incidence of diabetes and they do have more severe atherosclerosis. So in my opinion, the data just need to, I think, be collected thoughtfully and it will be added as a risk enhancing factor for cardiovascular disease. But hey, psoriasis being included was a great start. So since scientists such as yourself have established the inflammatory link between psoriasis and cardiovascular disease, is it possible psoriasis treatments, which are anti-inflammatory, can reduce or change vascular inflammation associated with cardiovascular disease? Yes. In fact, let's look at this two ways. If one looks at what psoriasis at baseline does to the presence of vascular inflammation in the aorta and coronary plaque, it increases it. So upfront psoriasis is a risk enhancer for these conditions. Now, when one withdraws the inflammation from the skin, whether it is using any psoriatic intervention or biologic therapy, this anti-inflammatory effect in fact has been shown to reduce vascular inflammation in the aorta in observational studies. In randomized trials, two have since been published since the last podcast, and neither of those have shown that compared to placebo, biologic therapy reduces aortic vascular inflammation. So the take-home that I have is that vascular inflammation in the aorta, in fact, does detect those at risk for future vascular disease, but in the short term, it is not modified by biologic therapy, including anti-TNF and anti-IL-17 therapy. However, when one looks at the coronary arteries using CT angiography, a more sensitive marker to plaque resolution and plaque progression, in our two recent studies, it was shown that at baseline, psoriasis was associated with increased coronary inflammation as well as increased high-risk plaque. And following therapy with biologics, and this included anti-TNF, anti-IL-1223, and anti-IL-17, there was a reduction in total amount of coronary disease burden, and there was a reduction in high-risk features of coronary plaque. So taken together, it did show that biologic therapy was associated with a reduction in systemic inflammation as well as coronary high-risk plaque features. And what is the cardiovascular impact of using methotrexate versus a biologic, or furthermore, any other therapies such as topical medication, cyclosporine, oral retinoids, or even phototherapy? Do these medications have a cardiovascular impact? It's been long uh, interest in the field to understand how each of these therapies do impact cardiovascular risk. And just to kind of go through them quickly one by one, methotrexate in observational studies has been shown to reduce cardiovascular events. However, in larger randomized trials in non-psoriasis, it was shown to not impact cardiovascular events. However, if it is a disease-modifying agent and it does impact joint inflammation and skin inflammation, there does not appear to be any untoward impact of methotrexate. And in fact, it may favorably reduce cardiovascular risk through a reduction in systemic inflammation. In terms of cyclosporin, it does have a blood pressure increasing effect, but otherwise has not been shown in large studies of intervention to be enhancing or modifying the disease process. Both retinoids as well as systemic agents including a premolast, have not been studied well in cardiovascular disease risk. And finally, in phototherapy, the randomized trial that was called the Vascular Inflammation and Psoriasis Trial demonstrated 
that phototherapy at 12 weeks was associated with a reduction in vascular inflammation, but when compared to placebo, this was not a significant effect. When one looks at the data, there was a reduction of between 5 and 7% in vascular inflammation after 12 weeks of phototherapy, which would suggest a cardioprotective effect. However, that effect was not durably seen at one year in that study, so therefore larger studies are needed to better understand the effects of these medications on the cardiovascular diseases. Are there any exceptions to use of a biologic? So talking to one's healthcare provider, rheumatologist, dermatologist, primary care physician, anybody who's going to prescribe it, the first thing that they're going to bring up is, of course, anybody who has a history of cancer risk or any sort of severe tumors that have uh, occurred in their bodies. Besides that, anything such as severe recurrent infections and those things that reduce the immune system may be an exception. And then finally, those who have a risk of heart failure, development, or a low ejection fraction, they should take anti-TNF therapy cautiously because there has been an association of anti-TNF therapy and worsening heart failure. So we've had a number of new biologics come out in the last few years, such as the IL-17s and the IL-23s. Can you speak to the effectiveness of such biologics on vascular inflammation? I can. There are uh, you know, two classes of drugs that I think have a lot of interest in both rheumatology and dermatology and catching on in cardiology. The IL-17 inhibitors were tested in a randomized controlled trial called the Vascular Inflammation and Psoriasis Secukinumab Trial. And both at 12 weeks and 52 weeks, there was no primary effect on vascular inflammation compared to placebo. However, when one looked at those with more severe vascular inflammation at baseline, there tended to be a reduction in vascular inflammation. The IL-23s have not been tested in vascular inflammation as of yet. However, when one looks at the relationship between IL-1223 and vascular inflammation, when you look at ustekinumab or Stellara, the 12-week data from that vascular inflammation and psoriasis trial had been released and demonstrated that, in fact, ustekinumab had a reduction in vascular inflammation of between 6 and 8%, and that at 52 weeks, this reduction was not continued however, did maintain. So that data are still being reviewed. But the take home is, is that the 1223 pathway itself may also impart benefit on cardiovascular risk and vascular inflammation. So given your responses, is it true to say that treating psoriasis may potentially benefit coronary heart disease? I think at this stage, it's safe to say that not treating psoriasis may impact harm on coronary artery disease. I would like to be able to say that treating the psoriasis in three observational studies now has demonstrated a benefit on coronary plaque and heart disease. So I think now it's time for a randomized interventional trial testing biologic therapy versus maybe systemic therapy or maybe another therapy. But I do think that the take home from at least the past two years of work would be that there is benefit on the coronary plaque stabilization, maybe not regression, but it does not progress the plaque when you are treated compared to when you are not treated. Well, in light of all we've discussed today, what final message would you like to say to our listeners about the risk of cardiovascular disease and psoriasis? I think the major message that I would send across is that the risk is real. There is a very high chance that somebody with severe psoriasis will develop either vascular or metabolic disease in the form of heart attack, stroke, or diabetes. 
I think my take home message would be this is a reversible disease. And by not only treating the disease, but by also being aware of the risk factors and its enrichment associated with the disease, education is the key. So if our patients who are listening and eagerly trying to enjoy wellness in their life can just remember eating healthy, exercising, being active, staying happy and watching your mood. These are things that are very important on the development of incident cardiovascular disease. And finally, there are many resources available both through the foundation and at the NIH that if there are ongoing questions of the best practice or care, guidelines that the AAD and the NPF and the ACC and the AHA and the ACR have released, I think are only moving towards improving this life goal of living a life free of comorbid disease and psoriasis. Well, thank you, Dr. Meta, for providing a really insightful and informative look at cardiovascular disease and psoriasis. Your statement about cardiovascular disease, the risk is real, but it's a reversible disease, is very profound and offers a sense of hope to our listeners. If you're curious about health conditions linked to psoriasis, such as psoriatic arthritis and heart disease, and would like tips on how to lower your risk of experiencing these related health conditions, contact the Foundation's Patient Navigation Center to request the comorbidities fact sheet by emailing education at psoriasis.org or by calling 1-800-723-9166, option 1. The risk may be real, but there's a lot that you can do to reduce your risk factors for cardiovascular disease. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us in a couple weeks for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.